Jimmy Deans presents It's Fake, the Yearbook Sportscast. Oh, little sandwiches are real. And the well, the podcast isn't fake either. The sponsorship is what's fake. Says in the yearbook at hotmail.com if you want to contact us. And as always, seriously, thank you very much for finding this thing and for listening to this thing. And a correction. Last week, we said North Dakota State's 30-game football winning streak was snapped. The Bison had actually won 39 in a row before it was snapped. We weren't looking ahead. Sometimes a mistake is just a mistake. I'm your host, Doug. March Madness edition at the unheralded opening day of the Big East Conference Women's Basketball Tournament. The first day did not include nationally ranked UConn and so did not include nationally ranked Paige Beckers. It only included the league's six lowest seeds, all of whom had losing records. So while Butler and Providence played an afternoon game on a Friday, stuff was still being plugged in and prepared for the tournament's next day. And after the Butler-Providence game, now this is everywhere in sports over the last several months, after the game, the arena was so quiet from three stories up, you could hear a quiet, casual conversation down on the arena floor. So Butler and Providence were winding down a close game. And a good game went around mid-afternoon. The Creighton women's team rolled by, not literally, their suitcases rolled by as the Blue Jays strolled by to their locker room to get ready for their 5 o'clock tip-off to their game. In the final seconds, as Butler shot for the win but missed in Providence, won Creighton's Temi Sarda was already standing in the tunnel in uniform and appeared to be the first Blue Jay to get suited up. That's significant, and we'll tell you why in a minute. Sarda's a senior, so Creighton's next loss is her last game. But she's been doing practically alone what everyone thought everyone in sports would be doing. The thought was... When sports came back, all athletes would have to wear face coverings while they were playing, not just on the sidelines. So in the NHL playoffs over the summer, players would be skating around wearing full face coverings and huffing and puffing. Uh, Remember when the state of Pennsylvania was going to require the Pittsburgh Steelers to wear masks on the field during games, not just on the sidelines. That didn't happen. Uh, And it turns out in just one example from last summer, runners. If you're a jogger, just a jogger who jogs around uh, your town, runners were not required by health officials to wear masks while running because it would be suicidal to run over the summer and huff and puff with your nose and mouth covered. But Creighton Sarda is in such good shape. She plays every game with her nose and mouth completely covered by a mask, which makes her not alone, but still very unique in college basketball. And she doesn't even cheat and pull the mask down when her coach wants to talk to her. When she pulls the mask down for a minute, it stays on the whole time. And Sarda moves around. She's a guard who gets subbed out very rarely. And she's averaging almost 14 points a game while playing almost every minute. And all that's better than any of her previously maskless seasons. In January, Temi Sarda told Omaha's news leader, she doesn't even realize that she's wearing the mask anymore. And for the last time, it's not Carta, it's Sarda. She also said the reason for the mask is to protect herself and also everyone around her. Now, like all the other Creighton players and all the other players in college basketball, Sarda also wears the mask while warming up. When teams come out to warm up and go through the layup line and stretch, they're all wearing the masks, and then everyone takes them off, or most players take them off for the game. Now, at the Big East tournament, that's big because Sarda was already masked up 
more than 45 minutes before the start of Creighton's game. Then she went out and played all 40 minutes of game time. So after almost three hours of real time, Covered up by a mask, Sarda had set a personal record with 26 points. All this while observers were sitting in climate-controlled chairs waiting for the game to be over so they could leave the arena, run out onto the highway, and just rip the masks off. Then Sarda went out and set a new personal record the very next day with 29 points while playing all 40 minutes. But don't say, are you kidding me? That is so weak. Why are people still doing that? Creighton and Sarda did lose in the Big East semifinals, so no March Madness. But the last we saw of Temi Sarda in the semis, she again wore the mask and played all 40 minutes of her last game. Sort of like the NHL playoffs, Gonzaga men's basketball now begins the part of the season that's become the only part that matters. Yeah, we should say, don't get excited. This is not an indictment of the NHL. This is an NHL-friendly podcast. We love the regular season and the postseason. But the league, the NHL, takes the regular season standings. No matter how rock solid the NHL regular season standings look, the league takes them and turns them on their ear in the playoffs when things get unbelievably tight and unbelievably different. Gonzaga is how we used to pronounce it, but it's pronounced Gonzaga. Wasn't the first small team to rip the brackets wide open in college basketball. Penn in the 1979 Final Four called... Not Penn State. Penn. But Gonzaga patented being a small-time team that proved small-time teams could annually be a threat to actually win a championship. But then the team that patented being a small-time team that proved small-time teams could annually be a threat to actually win a championship had to watch as Cinderella George Mason beat them to the Final Four. Then Virginia Commonwealth also made the Final Four first. And then came the questions which could be called unfair. UConn went forever without making the Final Four, and now the Huskies have won three titles. To most of the country every year, Gonzaga is back again, and they look strong. The Bulldogs just improbably keep on winning every winter. What a program Coach Mark Few has built. But in the Pacific Northwest and WCC country, the WCC is Gonzaga's league, There are questions and concerns about how the Bulldogs have gotten vastly, vastly talented, yet every year they seem to labor in the NCAA tournament before ultimately not winning the championship. Now, recently, Gonzaga has been really, really close. The Bulldogs did make the 2017 title game, and it took everything North Carolina had to fend off Gonzaga. Then COVID ended last season, which might have been Gonzaga's year, and now this looks like Gonzaga's year. So March Madness is the playoffs, folks. This is a family show And this is the only time of year that matters right now for Gonzaga. Having said that, it's not the end of the world if the Bulldogs don't win it all this season. But these are facts. This program has been built over decades and decades. So it's not too soon to expect a title. And in the NCAA tournament, the Bulldogs often have not looked as good as they really are. Last week in Division I AA football. Seriously, why is Deion Sanders a national treasure? The NFL named him one of its 100 all-time best players, and he was an invincible defensive back and a really good punt returner. Uh, Sanders was also an amazing all-around athlete, having also played Major League Baseball for nine years and having also played NFL football and Major League Baseball on the same day. But while he was legendary in his own time legitimately, uh, Sanders seemed to avoid actually tackling people at all costs 
which is kind of tough to overlook. Okay, but he was legendary. Uh, Sanders later transitioned into broadcasting, but didn't seem particularly insightful, funny, creative, or personality-having. But that's a lot of people. Then came his venture into charter schools. Uh, There were, I believe, two schools in 2012 in the Dallas area called Prime Prep Academy. And they were like a lot of setups where potential future pros were enrolled. But almost right away, things were going sideways. According to a Washington Post investigation, Sanders was immediately sued along with the school's co-founder over another prior business deal. The high school opened with plumbing, boiler, and air conditioning problems and a closed cafeteria. The Post reported at first Deion Sanders did not have a lot of sway in management. He didn't have a lot of management power, which a year into the prime prep venture, he wanted to change. Sanders allegedly choked actually allegedly choked the school's CFO over funding, and Sanders was recorded saying if he didn't get more money, there wasn't going to be a school. Remember the closed cafeteria because two years into the prime prep venture, the school was investigated by the National School Lunch Program. Two and a half years into the prime prep venture, the schools were upwards of $650,000 in debt and closed. And some players have stories of having their scholarships pulled by colleges and then their college careers never recovered or just never began because Prime Prep wasn't accredited or had a shady reputation. Now Deion Sanders is in his first season as the head coach at 1AA Jackson State. The college ranks are full of coaches who ran or were affiliated with shady prep schools that were shady cut corners on academics, cheated, or just didn't exist. Deion Sanders is far from the only guy involved like that. But none of the others are national treasures either. So as we watch Sanders run unfunnily by in his Subway commercial, why is a guy who's all about Deion Sanders, who seemed to avoid a basic football skill, who wasn't particularly interesting and who talked big about a disaster of a school that cheated a lot of high school kids and the state, What made that guy America's sweetheart? Guess which Division I AA football game was the only game to get talked about nationally last week? Jackson State and Deion Sanders. And don't blame Jackson State. They're just trying to win football games. Temi Sarda. Temi Sarda.